Squidward, 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 Squidward. Wait! It's not enough to look like Squidward to be opposite. You have to act like him, too. Boy, oh boy, do I like playing the clarinet. I practice and practice all day long, but I never get any better. Now you try. Okay. I'm Squidward, 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 Squidward. I'm Squidward, I'm Squidward, I'm Squidward. Welcome to SpongeBob Binge Pants. I'm Hector Navarro. My usual amazing co-host, Mr. Frankie Grande, isn't actually with us today. He is on a super secret mission doing another Nickelodeon show because he is a triple, quadruple, quintuple threat. He's doing all of this stuff, but we've got an incredible special guest co-host joining us on the show for the first time today. You know her as the voice of Korra from The Legend of Korra, one of the most talented actor, voice actor, comedians working today. She's also the co-host of the Avatar The Last Airbender podcast, Braving the Elements, the one, the only, the greatest, the greatest of, all of all time, time the, GOAT, the GOAT, Janet, Janet Varney! Who am I fighting? I'm in the ring. Who am I fighting, my friend Hector? Who am I let's, fighting? Let's get ready to rewatch SpongeBob! I am so ready to rewatch. I was so excited uh, when I heard that there was going to be a SpongeBob podcast. I have been working on Braving the Elements for a while, and I did know that that was going to be another big podcast for Nickelodeon. What a no-brainer, and what a no-brainer to have you two wonderful and charming gentlemen hosting the show. I have been following it. I have been listening. I've been laughing (laughs) along with you, and I'm doing that thing where I try to talk back to the podcast, which is something I think we can all relate to, podcast listeners. And this is exciting because while I am very sad that Frankie isn't here, it gives me the opportunity to be here and at least talk, quote unquote, back to my podcast host I'm listening to because I'm actually here. So I'm here on behalf of anybody who enjoys the podcast, who loves Hector like I do, and who wishes that they could chime in. Um, I'm living this moment for all of you, and I can't wait to get into this rewatch episode. We're going to have lots of fun. Uh, You and Dante have been crushing it on the Avatar rewatches and the breakdown. So Nickelodeon was like, we got to do a crossover episode. Let's do a classic in the vein of the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. We're doing a crossover (laughs) today in the podcasting world. One of us is Jimmy Neutron. One of us is Timmy Turner from the Fairly Odd Parents. I don't know who, but maybe by the end of this episode, we'll figure it out. So let's get into it. We are talking about some classic SpongeBob episodes today. We're discussing Nature Pants and Opposite Day. So let's jump in. Great. We're talking about Nature Pants. In case anyone would like a refresher on what actually happened, here's the skinny. SpongeBob gives up his material possessions to live in the wild among the jellyfish. But Mm -hmm. his friends, Patrick and Sandy, try to convince SpongeBob to come back to civilization. When that doesn't work, Patrick decides to make a trophy out of SpongeBob to remember (laughs) him by. Can SpongeBob survive the nature of friendship? SpongeBob. You wouldn't last even one day in the wild. This is your natural habitat. This is your wide open range. These are your amber waves. And this, oh, this is your golden scepter with which you rule. Now that's better than nasty old jellyfish, right, SpongeBob? First question, Janet. Do you have a, a favorite funniest moment oh from this gosh. episode? Something that made you laugh the most? Har, har, har. Funniest moment. 
this is so hard. There are, I mean, that, first of all, never ask that question of anyone for a SpongeBob episode because that is like asking to choose between 85 things. It is yeah. so, so good. From the very moment where this one begins with the, the harp and the it, it, this beautiful, like sweet, sophisticated, old-timey harp sound, which couldn't be more far afield from the vibe of SpongeBob, which I think right there it has you laughing. I started laughing just hearing the harp. If I had to hone in on one, I definitely burst out laughing when SpongeBob is handed a fire extinguisher because yes. he has set a stove fire. Uh, <laughs> and, and and so Mr. Krabs gives him the fire extinguisher and he's like, use this! And then SpongeBob just hurls the whole entire extinguisher at the stove, which as we all know, does nothing. So you get a huge laugh there and then you get that perfect beat of a second where then the entire stove just sort of erupts in a huge flame, which is happening underwater, <laughs> which never is also never not funny to me. The idea that there's a raging stove oh, yeah. fire underwater. Mwah! Perfect. Wake up, boy! You're burning me money! <laughs> Mr. Krabs, what do we do? Here, use this! <laughs> Meme moments. Hey, I know that meme. That's a meme moment. We've been memed, y'all. We've gotten to some iconic SpongeBob memes. Now, I know the world of Avatar has delivered some all-timer memes and gifts. I but don't, I don't know think if it touches I... SpongeBob memes. Yes, I, <laughs> I'm it's prepared just... to say that. SpongeBob gifts and memes are like they're like a part of my everyday language. Like yes. that's 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 what I, I use them to communicate nearly every day. And this episode has two of the most classic ones. Janet, oh. did you recognize any of them? Well, first of all, I, l- listen, it's very memorable when SpongeBob is naked. I do believe yes. that he <laughs> went because he does decide to strip away his pants that are also connected to a sort of shirt that are also connected to some sort of sleeves that it turns out you can just pop right off the whole thing. I need an outfit that includes <laughs> sleeves when it's when I'm taking off my pants. Uh, and, and then Patrick is I think he's isn't he chasing he's chasing SpongeBob. And that became yes. a classic meme, right? Yes, there's there's two in that sequence, which I love. SpongeBob is running away and he ducks behind some some reef, some uh-huh. some coral reef and he's naked and he's just going <sighs> like catching his breath <laughs> yes. just has come to represent in the gif world like like, oh, boy, there's I'm out of my depth. On. I'm out of my element. <laughs> right. There's a lot going on, <laughs> which is great. And then another one I think is so funny. Uh. It might even be like a little off model to where yes. Patrick is drawn today. Yes. But he is drawn with these angry eyebrows. Yes. Because he's got his jellyfishing net and he's up on <sighs> like the ceiling of a coral reef thing to try yes. to pounce down on SpongeBob. And that has become known as Savage Patrick because you can <laughs> zoom in and it's his face. And it's that has come to mean like, oh, I'm about to mess this up. Like that's like when you send you it know, to somebody yeah. like it's on. If Patrick <laughs> is going savage and crazy, watch out, everybody. I got you now, SpongeBob. Patrick, no! Our next segment is uh, one of a fan favorites. Janet, Ooh. would you do us the honor? Could you sing us the jingle, the famous jingle for the segment, Who Said That? 
Take it away, Janet. Oh, the famous jingle for Who Said That? 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 It was me. It was that you. Wonderful. Now we're in Who Said That? Janet, I posed to you the question, Who Said That? This is the fourth time I've scraped you off of something this week. (laughs) While I believe that could probably apply to many episodes of SpongeBob in many situations, if memory serves, I'm going to say Krabs has had to scrape SpongeBob off of the grill. Uh, And I believe that is when he has just previously blown up because a hose went into his mouth instead of onto the stove and he got huge. (laughs) And then he ended up crisping down to like the size of a playing card and then kind of got (laughs) scraped off and flipped over on his side. SpongeBob, come into my office. What's wrong, boy? Well, I... This is the fourth time this week I've had to scrape you off of something. I love the playing of scale uh, in this episode and yes. in the show in general. And I love that SpongeBob gets so tiny and that Krabs has to scrape him off, take him into his office. But then by the time they get back to the office, luckily, miraculously, SpongeBob <laughs> is back to the right size. He's fine. <laughs> I love spending time on the SpongeBob Wikipedia. Oh. Um, it's a great it's a great corner of the Internet. And if, you can go if anybody and has disappear it, forever. It's so long. Yes. I think one of the notes of trivia or fun facts of this episode is they say like, this is the first time SpongeBob has been shrunken down. Like that's a noteworthy <laughs> thing about this episode. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, okay. It's he's pretty, I guess he's shrunk down a lot. This is a fun little thing that I found. This is the best inside joke. Yes. Meta. Let's go meta. Here's what I think the best inside joke is. When SpongeBob declares his plan and Sandy Cheek says, I'll give him a week. I'll give him 11 minutes. That is so oh, funny to me. It is so because clever. That's the length of a normal yes. SpongeBob segment. And I would not have gotten that joke as a kid. There's no, no way. way. No way. I don't think you're supposed to because you're not thinking about no. episodic length when you're a kid <laughs> and you're just like in the world of SpongeBob. It is so meta and I love it. I love the self aware winks so much. Very Can you good. imagine if you had a script in front of you years ago, Janet, and Cora was like, I'm going to have to overcome this in 22 minutes? Can you oh imagine? God. There's no way. <laughs> That would not fit no, in that world. Not going to work. Not going to work. We're not even sure. Dante makes a big thing about not being even sure how they tell time in that world. So the fact that yeah. they, they, they would mention 22 minutes. saying 22 minutes? That's right. What are you talking about, Cora? That's right. Uh, I, that yeah. stands out for me, too. It's a great, great meta moment. Love, love, love it. Most heartfelt Did you find any moment in this episode that you felt was like the most heartfelt? Well, a lot of the time, the uh, SpongeBobbiest, most heartfelt moments, I mean, they they often occur, I think, probably between SpongeBob and Patrick. Patrick definitely goes to a darker place in their friendship this episode (laughs) uh, with his obsession of I can't have you, no one else can, which is very un-Patrick because we know that SpongeBob has lots (laughs) of other friends and it's fine. But SpongeBob disappearing altogether, that's very scary. So it's very scary for Patrick. It's a bit scary for us. He'll be back. And Squidward, I want you to have my can opener. And I thought this friendship would never pay off. Are are you sure you want to give me this mayonnaise? It's all yours. But these old phone books? All yours, old friend. Luckily, he has come to his senses and is surrounded by the rest of the gang, including Mm. Squidward. 
third, which is like, hello, I'm yeah. s- uh, you're at yeah. the party. Like, you agreed to this and allows himself to be hugged even. So I will say most heartfelt moment when everybody comes together, when SpongeBob does realize I belong here, not out there yeah. with the bee buzzing, jelly generating, stinging jellyfish. He belongs with everybody else, Bikini Bottom, and everybody welcomes him home. And there's a big group hug that goes on for a lovely amount of time until suddenly we realize that they have all gotten the uh, poison sea urchins that uh, Spongebob unfortunately brought home with him. (laughs) Could we please stop this? Patrick Itchy! It is great to be home! A lot of the heartfelt moments that we have like been re-examining for this early part of season one have really centered around Squidward, which is really interesting. Uh-huh. Like because yes. because he is such the sort of cynical character that anytime he shows some emotion or shows some like, nah, I'm fine, I, I like you guys. Like it's yep. it's it's more meaningful somehow. It is. It, is. <laughs> it absolutely yeah. is. It's a great episode. It's full of gems. Um, I love the episode that you did with Kaz when you interviewed him. And that was fresh in my mind when I was watching this episode, thinking about, you know, SpongeBob giving away his old phone books and stuff and thinking, aha, Kaz (laughs) reminds us that at one time those phone books may have been on a cargo ship. They floated down to the bottom of the ocean and shrank on their (laughs) way down because they got wet. And therefore, they're the perfect size. I was like, I know all of this because of the SpongeBob Bin Bats podcast. (laughs) <laughs> it makes sense. That's that's what our mi- mission statement was, was to make sense of this <laughs> world so that our adult brains could, you know, get past the logic and actually get into the story. So everything right. makes perfect sense. I think we can move on to the next half of this classic episode we're talking about opposite day janet would you do the honors i will remind you of the plot of opposite day squidward decides to move away from his quote-unquote annoying neighbors some of us don't think they're that annoying but realizes (laughs) that spongebob and patrick actually may ruin his chances at selling his house and so he decides very cleverly to come up with this idea that it's opposite day and he tells spongebob about it and tries to keep him out of the way like hey why don't you be the opposite of what you always are thinking that's going to keep him (laughs) out of the way for when he tries to sell his house but unfortunately he doesn't take it to the level that spongebob he's like i didn't realize that spongebob was going to take it to this level and when the fake holiday goes to the extreme, it backfires on poor Squidward. It's opposite day. You mean you've never heard of it? Boy, have you been missing out. Opposite day is the one day of the year when you get to act different. Normally, I'm stuffy and boring. But today, I'm silly and spontaneous. <laughs> Does everybody know about opposite day? Oh, sure. It's a game. <laughs> I feel like the, the 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 two words it backfires could be part of any SpongeBob premise. <laughs> That's true. It's very like true. you could say, what happens in this episode? Well, this happens. Yeah. It backfires. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the characters do this. It backfires. Uh, and we're thankful for it. Guaranteed. So for the first segment, one of the first things that we're going to uh, shine a light on for this episode that has a lot of great stuff in it, including a birthday song that I hope everyone uses in their everyday life. <laughs> um, what about 
the idea of and I, have, I don't know if you've done this on the show before. I don't think you have, but that's what we call a callback. Is that a new have segment? Have not done it on the show. Okay. It's everyone's favorite segment. We have not Great. ever done everyone's it on the show. Not one time. Favorite segment. That's what we call a is there a moment that you can think of that falls into this category, my dear Hector? For this episode, do we have what yes. we could call a callback? And what is it? Well, listen, listen, I love talking about all Nickelodeon cartoons, but let's be real. SpongeBob SquarePants, while it has given us the gifts of gifts, yes. it does not have the same through line and continuity as Avatar and Korra. Those are different Shows different. doing different things. Different. So so it's more rare yes. when something in SpongeBob might reference, you know, something that happened in the show earlier. And I think this was a fun little moment uh, when Squidward's talking to the woman who works at Bikini Realty. Yes. She mentions nematodes. And it's fun that it ha- that she brings it up. Because the first time we saw nematodes in the show, they ate SpongeBob's house and then he was houseless. And then that was what that whole, you know, it backfires. And that's Uh what that whole segment was about. He was, he's trying to figure out where to live. It backfires. Absolutely, Mr. Tentacles. I can sell your home in a heartbeat. Oh, that's great news because I want to move as soon as possible. No problem. As long as it's not infested with nematodes or surrounded by troublesome neighbors or something like that. Oh, sure. There's none of that. Did you say neighbors? Of course. I can't tell you how many times I've seen a sale fall through because of bad neighbors. Neighbors? Uh, anyway, I'll be by tomorrow to check out the house. See you then. SpongeBob. So I just, I, as, a, as an adult fan that's kind of keeping track really of what's yeah. happening i i did do the leonardo dicaprio gif where i was like mm, nematodes <laughs> nematodes we've we've seen those in the show before but really that's just sea life so they call back to all sea life in every episode the show's about sea life what's the next segment janet I actually love um, singing happy birthday to people when it's not their birthday, especially in public. So for me, that was a very heartfelt moment because (laughs) for me, the idea that they somehow snuck into Squidward's bed and had a lot of stuff set up to help celebrate his birthday that wasn't. Um, I mean, listen, it takes a lot of dedication, takes a lot of love. They're never going to give up on him and they want to bring him some joy. (laughs) So uh, that's also a good heartfelt moment for me. Do you think that SpongeBob and Patrick knew that it wasn't his birthday or do you think that they were mistaken? Because that whole thing is so funny because it ends with the whole the whole celebration ends and Squidward, as they're leaving his house, he goes, it's not my birthday. Do SpongeBob and Patrick, do they know that like they're annoying to right. Squidward? And sometimes you think, no, no, and because they're so pure. Think, yeah. Sometimes you think, maybe and somet- they're yeah. impish, they're impish, they're little, uh, yes. they're, they're being little stinkers, but not in the snarky way. They're just being like imps. Right. Um, that's a really good question. I like to think that, here's, here's my backstory in the back of my mind. My backstory is mm-hmm. that Squidward never tells them when his birthday is, at least up until this point, because it's one of the early episodes. <laughs> and so they're worried for him that maybe he doesn't have one. And so they just have to pick something. So they both think it's his birthday, but only because they've assigned it to be his birthday because they feel terrible for him that he doesn't celebrate a birthday. So it's kind of both. It's like, it's probably not his birthday, but he deserves a birthday. 
That's my theory. That's my theory. I I love that and it checks out perfectly. <laughs> Have your friends done that to you? And are you the person that's like, oh my gosh, it's my birthday. I'm so embarrassed. Like you play along with I it. Would. You, you, I don't think it's ever happened. Yeah. I want everyone to know if they want to do that, I would play along. Probably a tear would trickle down my cheek like, you guys. <laughs> I would. You remember. I would. <laughs> and then somebody's like, wait, isn't that Janet Varney? And then they like go to the internet. They're like, it's not her birthday today. Yeah. That's so funny. TMZ's yeah. like, Janet Varney was out celebrating her birthday today. Uh, we we learned it wasn't. And uh, she was just I mean, that's a light up. news that's day. That's great. That's a light news day, even for yeah. TMZ, if they're reporting on it not really being my birthday. So this episode is uh, can get very confusing. There's some great moments in it where we really, I realized as I was watching it, yes, there's been like a version of Opposite Day when I was a kid in school. We tried to kind of do Opposite Day. It gets so confusing so quickly. Yeah. And we have yeah. some wonderful moments of that, some wonderful runs of people trying to figure out what the other person means because it's Opposite Day. <laughs> so do you feel like there is a best opposite moment which i guess is also a worst opposite moment <laughs> i think my least favorite worst opposite moment is i i have always since i was a kid i read superhero comic books and even when like bizarro shows up yes. it stresses me out yeah because i'm like i get stressed for the writers i'm like guys this is a lot to juggle oh, i get stressed I having you. to decipher it you know, you. there's a great character in DC Comics, uh, Zatanna, and she's like a magician. Yes. But the gimmick is that she does her spells and incantations backwards, oh. so they just spell it backwards in the comic. Stressful. And it stresses me out as a kid to be like, I have to, I have to decode this. I have to <laughs> read this backwards. Yeah. So I'm already stressed when this is happening. Patrick and SpongeBob speak backwards to each other, and that is totally awesome. And I think did you decipher you know, it? You just I I just if you if by decipher it you mean did I look up what they're saying? Yeah. <laughs> the answer is I deciphered it all by myself with yeah, the help yeah. of the internet and SpongeBob Wiki. And I think they're saying if I read right, hey Patrick, I give up to get to the opposite side. <laughs> So that's like half a joke. No, it's not yeah. even half a joke. It's like a quarter of a joke. I assume that somebody said, why did the chicken cross the road? Yeah. And then SpongeBob goes, hey, Patrick, I give up. I and then guess. the punchline is to get to the opposite, opposite side, side, which is important. If you had to pick a mm -hmm. funniest moment or one of your favorite funniest moments, <laughs> could you do it for this episode of Opposite Day? Har, har, har. Funniest moment. When the exchange happened where we hear opposite day, hey, I've heard of that. You have? No. What is it? <laughs> I'm like, that's perfect, Patrick. That's perfect. It's perfect. It's a funny moment yes. where he's going to get it explained to him, oh. but it's still that enthusiasm. No. What is it? <laughs> oh, it's so good. And let me just say, speaking yeah. of getting stressed out. I love Patrick so much, and I am, I am so worried about him in the two <laughs> seconds when he thinks that SpongeBob really doesn't like him. The, that's me. I'm like, oh, end this part soon. End this part soon. Get to the part where Patrick <laughs> finds out that it's okay. Like, immediately, I'm so worried about his feelings. Luckily, he bounces back always, very quickly. But those moments that's when so Patrick's funny. upset, I get really upset for Patrick. So I'm glad it was short-lived. SpongeBob doesn't like me anymore and just loses it. So great. Uh, so great. I can relate, Patrick. I can relate. Go away! I never want 
never see you again. <laughs> SpongeBob doesn't like me anymore. That's right. You're my worst enemy. <laughs> Patrick, you're not really not my friend. It's just opposite day. Opposite day? Hey, I've heard of that. You have? No, what is it? That was really fun. My cheeks are, are a little uh, sore from yeah. smiling all day yeah. today, Janet. I could watch both of these over and over again and find something new every time. I know you say that all the time, but that's what talking about SpongeBob SquarePants does to you. And I'm sure a very different way of looking at a cartoon than re-watching Avatar The Last Airbender, which you're currently doing right now with your friend Dante Bosco. Yes, indeed. And... Braving the Elements has also been such an incredible gif. You guys are moving into season two. How excited are you, Janet? I am so excited. Hector, you and I were talking about how we really like to dive deep into whatever the thing is that we're about to really be invested in. And so I know you're yeah. doing that with SpongeBob. I know you did it with the episodes of, of Braving the Elements that you were on. And so I have, I am, you know, midway through my second recent watch into book two of Avatar and... Uh, you know, it's like I was sad to leave book one. I was, I felt really bittersweet about leaving book one, and then I started book two, and I was like, oh, I'm so excited that I'm in book two! <laughs> so, it has been so, so fun, and uh, I know yeah. you're coming back to that, that podcast. I can't wait to do it. Um, <sighs> I, but I've loved doing this one. I've lo Again, my cheeks, same. Totally sore. I don't know what I have to do. Get like an <laughs> ice pack for each cheek and, uh, and recover from talking and thinking about and living in the world of Spongebob. For everybody listening, have a fantastic rest of your day. Stay safe, stay healthy, keep watching cartoons, and we'll see you on the next Spongebob Binge Pants. Bye!